KYC orchestration platform enables you as a, as a business to be more seamless, more fast, and more reliable in the way how you do indeed customer identification. Welcome to the very first episode of InCheck with Fintech in 2024. On this episode, we have the pleasure to be joined by Glenn McDonald, who stands as a visionary leader and board member in the Fin and Direct Tech world, currently leading ScienceTech AB Group as CEO. With a background in business law, his career trajectory has been marked by key CEO roles in IT, sales and marketing, and operational management, particularly at International Car Services, ADN, and ING. Glenn's expertise shines in his strategic approach to identify verification and digital onboarding solutions, building on his success in the dynamic Fintech tech and payment sector. His current leadership role at ScienceTech AB Group encapsulates a blend of strategic foresight, operational excellence, and an unwavering commitment to innovation and customer-centric solutions, making the company more notable in the industry. Enjoy listening. So Glenn, welcome to InCheck with FinTech. Yeah, well, thank you for having me here. I'm uh, really excited to talk about ScienceTech uh, and uh, the rec tech business that we are in at. Great. Um, we've known each other for a long time. Um, we go way back. I think knew my dad, actually, from the ING days, yeah. um, but there will be pis- uh, people listening, believe it or not, who uh, have never heard of you before. Mm-hmm. So to maybe give a bit of an introduction on yourself, if you look back over your life as Glenn McDonald, basically, yeah. what is the one thing that has determined your career, has always stuck with you, whether that was a student or whether that was your professional life, maybe when you were growing up, maybe your dad or mom yeah. taught you something, I don't know. Wow, that that's a nice big question, but also a very interesting one. Now, you know, I think you know over the over the years, what I've learned is you know you need to be uh, adaptable. I think you know uh, life is never straightforward, and what I learned was that um, you know uh, you need to overcome obstacles uh, by being adaptable, learn from it, uh, and do it next time better than that. So, you know, that's something that really I did in my private life, but I also, you know, use it every time again in my professional life, uh, particularly in fast-moving uh, markets where I've been always been working. I think adaptability is really the key to be resilient and also be responsiveness to everything that is happening out there. Yeah, learning from your failures, adjusting course where necessary, yeah. uh, that kind of uh, stuff. Yeah, because now you are the CEO, obviously, of Zynsic. Yeah. Um, ScienceTech, I think, is made up of different brands, right? You're listed on the NASDAQ. You're yep. actually based out of Stockholm. Yeah. Can you give a short intro on ScienceTech itself? Sure. You know, uh, ScienceTech Group is basically a, uh, a company that is uh, one of the leading companies in, in, you know, customer identification, business identification. So it's basically a, a solution provider on KYC and uh, KYB. Um, it is, in, as you say, you need a stock-listed company out of Stockholm. We're listed on the, on the NASDAQ. Um, it was already a multi-year experience in doing particularly K- Know Your Customer, uh, KYC stuff over the years. You know, uh, some other companies were also, you know, taken over as part of a growth strategy that the company has. Uh, some examples that I can give, for instance, also WebShield is part of Design Zek Group. WebShield is uh, perhaps in the payments field a more known company because they're specialized in merchant onboarding and merchant monitoring and merchant screening, uh, particularly for acquires and processes in the global payment space. But there is also a company like Wiser uh, that is predominantly profound on process automation, uh, creating automated workflows. Uh, and to give an example, we use that to build our own KYC workflow uh, uh, solutions. Uh, but um, because they also built, uh, for instance, the business registry uh, system for the Maltese government uh, that went live recently. That's great. So, right. 
you know, uh, with with those companies in the group, uh, basically we're comprising a a seamless, you know, compliance platform for identification for both business and, and natural persons. And uh, with that, you know, we really uh, are present in more than 50 countries around the globe. And, um, um, you know, by continuously innovating and adding services, uh, we strive to really foster that global uh, uh, footprint as well. Nothing is more complicated than doing, you know, identification in multi-countries. And uh, that's one of our sweet spots. Uh, we make it bespoke for our customers and that's our sole strife. And we will continuously want to innovate in that. Right. Maybe go a personal question before we dive into that. I'm curious to find out a bit more about KYC orchestration, what makes it so complicated, especially if you're a multi-region. But you've been in payments, um, been, been the SVP of acquiring at the likes of IGN. You've been at ICS, neither at ZionSec, which is, I mean, it is fintech, obviously, but it's not necessarily immediately impacting. No. So why did you decide to join ScienceSec? Um I think, you know, um, particularly in my latter role as chief commercial officer of ICS, um, you know, the full impact of, you know, running a compliant business became apparent to me. And um, what I really identified and recognized as well as a profound payment specialist is that, you know, one of the biggest hurdles, you know, in, in driving business nowadays is to stay compliant, be compliant, um, and also uh, fit that somehow in your, into your business case. The cost of compliance is nowadays crazy, you know. It's a lot of... Uh, well, a lot of effort to to really make it possible to run a compliant business. And uh, my vision was we should be able to do that in a more easy way, uh, in a compliant way, but in a more cost efficient, in a more efficient way. And when I had the opportunity to join the Science Group, then immediately, uh, immediately it came apparent to me from, hey, this is might be an opportunity for me to see if I can thread the needle here. And and, and you really help financial institutions, highly, highly regulated businesses, indeed to drive, you know, a commercial business, but, you know, also safeguarding their bottom line profitability to that extent. So that was really, the, the, for me, the key drive to step into, you know, the more compliancy business. And people who know me sometimes even had an eyebrow about that. Well, Glenn is going to the compliancy uh, business, but I really profound, I'm a proud believer that, you know, we should, be able to make things more easily with good and new tech. And uh, that's my goal and my purpose. And uh, with the Science Group, I've got a very ambitious environment with great colleagues. And um, until now, you know, I have no second of a doubt about my choice and I really like it. And it's still very close to payments. True. Do you, but do you believe that being compliant as a business is now more relevant than ever, or has it always been relevant, but it's just technology? Uh, well, yeah, it's a, a bit of both, I think. You know, it, it has always been a very important matter for businesses, but, you know, with the continuous rise of regulation uh, and enforcement also that grew rapidly over the years, over the last decennia, it's also for companies now, nowadays, all really a must also to navigate very meticulously through that field of rules, regulations, and staying compliant. On top of that, you know, by the enormous digitalization of things, uh, the, the, the accessibility of data, also the fraudsters have become way more, you know, sophisticated and smart in how to bypass all those, you know, checks and balances that from in, in, in previous times were available uh, from a fraud protection and an AML protection point of view. 
Nowadays, it's really tech business, you know, uh, and the, 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 the level of sophistication also on the bad side of things is, is crazy. So uh, I think, you know, uh, with everything becoming digital, you know, just look at your own Facebook page or your LinkedIn page. Basically, there's so much to learn about you as a person nowadays. You know, uh, synthetic uh, changes, hybrid uh, uh, fake uh, profiles, everything is possible nowadays. So for companies, it becomes so important that somehow they really, you know, adhere to the rules of the games nowadays, stay compliant, protect their customers, protect the data that the customers are giving to the companies to deal with. Um, yeah, you know, uh, it, it's it's really a challenge and, and uh, tech is the key word there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there is, uh, like you said, indeed, froster, frosters are always developing, right? So they develop with the technology they have at hand and the data they have to hand. So that means that also the solutions need to develop with the frosters. Absolutely. To develop with solutions, it's kind of a case 22. Um, you talk about the cost of compliance. Is that something you can put into numbers? Like what's the cost of compliance to you or to? Well, yeah, it, it depends still of the kind type of business and the verticals that you're in at. But, you know, uh, I can't, I will not disclose numbers because then I'm giving information about companies. But for instance, you know, large institutions really struggle to still offer profitable uh, financial products uh, if you really calculate, uh, you know, the cost of compliance. You know, just just the other week, you know, a recent quote made uh, by some of the banks that they increase, you know, the fees on, on payment packages of consumers. It's not for nothing. It is because somehow, you know, the ecosystem needs to be you know, sufficiently funded to make it a sensible business model still. And that's for a large extent driven by the enormous pressure to have your own admin in, in place and in control and also be able to continuously screening and monitoring the customers that are in your portfolio. So, you know, uh, without mentioning specific numbers, it's it's significant, it's relevant, and it's really something that is bookmindling uh, the, uh, the the companies that have to deal with uh, regulated KYC principles. Yeah, you talk about financial institutions and... I think ScienceSec itself offers these kind of solutions to a lot of industries. Yeah. Is there a industry where compliance is hardly a topic of discussion because it's not so needed? Or do you say it doesn't matter which industry? Well, I think if you have asked me that question 10 years ago, probably I would state that some of the companies or verticals or businesses are in lesser need. I think nowadays every company uh, has to deal somehow with it. I think, you know, uh, for others, the impact is bigger than for others. Uh, but everything is going digital right now, you know, and every every piece of data is nowadays somewhere stored. So, you know, uh, from a data protection point of view, from a, you know, uh, personal identity point of view, we need to be very rigorous here and we need to work on that. Yeah. And we talked about KYC, but we also spoke in the pre-show about KYB, right? What, what's the difference to you, KYC, KYB? Well, you know, I think KYC uh, and know, know your customer uh, is quite similar as, as KYB, know your business. Uh, the, the big difference, of, obviously, is that, you know, uh, KYB is really covering to identify and to verify a business uh, where another business is working with, is dealing with uh, in a commercial proposition. Uh, instead of, you know, screening a natural person there, you have to screen a business. Complication there is often that there are all kinds of legal entities behind a single business where you engage with. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, you know, the, the the trick is also to where can I find that information? And in the end, you know, there are always UBOs uh, at certain legal entities, you know, ultimate beneficial owners, as they call it. Um, 
So who is it? And and sometimes that's not easy to find. And what you see is as well that that information is not always present or very easily to obtain. Uh, again, uh, we see a lot of different flavors out there in in in, in the markets. Uh, some inf- some some countries are quite good in in sharing that information. Others totally not. So you know the 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 the, the data points derive out of paper based uh, wording and of course uh, with smooth APIs. But it's a hell of a job. So, you know, KYB is a little bit more complicated than KYC, if I may like to say it. Can you name and shame? What are the countries that are the most difficult when it comes to yeah. data points? Uh, well, uh, first of all, in general talking, you know, there are countries that are way more sophisticated also in, in digitalization, the central admins. So, you know, obviously, you know, the Western companies uh, countries are way better in providing information. Still, you there see also see discrepancies. You know, if you take, for instance, you know the UK and compare it with Germany, that can be still a quite a big difference and a big gap. Yeah, uh, and the Netherlands is somewhere in between, um, where it really becomes challenging. Of course, uh, if you have to deal with territories like China, not because they are not able to share, but they have different rules and 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 also find that they have different obligations with regards of sharing information. But it's also about, you know, lesser digitalized countries and territories like Africa or South America. So it really depends indeed which country. Um, and there are many examples where it's still very poorly developed. Yeah, okay. So KYB is more complex. KYC is more straightforward. Yeah. I remember from, I was having this discussion uh, back when COVID happened around KYB. And they had they were talking about, a, at the time, there was a trend of businesses from Brazil, I think, were pretending to be doing A, but actually doing being fraudulent and doing B. Yeah. Um, so they were seeing that trend. Is that Are those trends that you continue to see right now or in that? Yeah, well, that's a trend you can still, uh, you know, you can note it. it, it it's it, and it's not only specifically for the Brazilian no, no, example that you it. give, of course. There are always, you know, let me call it creative entrepreneurs that, you know, want to, you know, obey the rules and, and, and you know, sign up in a certain way and then in the meantime try to sell something else. You know, that's typically what we see with the digital merchants. Uh, that's also why, for instance, you know, in WebShield, we are very profound in, in analyzing also all the URLs of a merchant that has been onboarded by an acquirer to see, you know, do they really do what they say they would do? So are they indeed, you know, treating in the territories that they applied for according to the Visa and MasterCard rules from an MCC code point of view, the merchant category code? Or are they, you know, offering also via different websites uh, malicious goods or, you know, are doing something that should be illegal according to certain rules and regulations? It's it's it's, it's always, again, you know, fighting the entrepreneurial creativity of, 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 of yeah, you may even say fraudsters in that sense. Um, and that's a continuously battle. Yeah, and it's that's merchant driven. That that's and that's 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 not regional or country driven. You can see it everywhere. Are you looking for a payments conference to attend this year? Look no further and join the number one European conference and community for merchant payments in Berlin this March. Join three days of a high-quality program, get the brand exposure you seek, network with C-level executives, meet over 1,400 participants, hear from more than 160 speakers, or join the prestigious MPE Awards. At MPE, you can meet global merchant payment companies all in one place. Say yes to MPE 2024 and register now at merchantpaymentsecosystem.com. Don't wait, seats are limited. 
So again, KYB being more complex, talk about different data points, uh, certain countries, certain regions having, making it easier to have access to certain data. Mm -hmm. Is this where KYC orchestration comes in or where does that? Yeah, well, now, if you, if you look to KYC, you know, um, uh, in the end, more and more data points are becoming very important. If you see, you know, uh, how nowadays, you know, how many factors you need to take in consideration, uh, it's very more, more digitalized. Um, but what also is very interesting point is that nowadays also customers, consumers are starting to becoming more and more critical, critical about their onboarding process processes that they were engaging with. Mm -hmm. So you know a process orchestration, KYC orchestration platform enables you as a, as a business to be more seamless, more fast, and more reliable in the way how you do indeed customer identification, uh, and it also creates a way better um, experience for the customer. So, you know, for me, you know, there are three factors uh, that are very important in a KYC uh, orchestration platform. That is, that is speed, you know, preferably you need to be real time. Um, it's secure, you know, the data that you treat and touch upon need to be safe and it needs to be reliable. So it needs to be consistent and easy to use. You know, a, a recent uh, 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 report from PwC showed that, you know, about 32% of consumers that have only one time a bad onboarding experience are really, really manifest to walk away from that typical merchant or company. You don't want to have that. No. And so what you see there is that in the past, you know, KYC was very much driven by the regulated entities. Nowadays, it becomes more and more as well a USP. So, you know, particularly those legacy players, they need to find a solution there because otherwise they will miss out on clients and they will lose it to a nice fintech or organizations with lesser legacy. So KYC as such and the orchestration becomes very critical. And also binding and binding all those data points together in a seamless platform experience is now more or less of essence as well. Uh, don't, don't forget the, the millions of, of of data uh, points are you touching to do, um, you know, trillions of transactions, uh, if I may call it like that. Um, so yeah, it, it's quite manifesting. And don't forget also the impact that, you know, you know the Apple Pay with the facial recognition uh, and and, and the, 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 the thumb recognition uh, took place. So you see there's continuously evolving and, and a KYC orchestration platform is way more possible, capable to treat that in an good way both for you know the companies that are using it as the customers that are experiencing the the, the onboarding uh, process is is that what is KYC orchestration connecting multiple data points or is KYC orchestration also or is it uh, working with different verification providers it's 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 both, it's both, you know. So ag again, it's a lot of information. And take again an example, you know, you have a company that wants to go live in 10 countries. You know, not so long ago, uh, you had to deal them with 10 suppliers, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and that's very cumbersome. It's time consuming. You have you have to negotiate the terms and conditions. Uh, it's a lot of ad admin hassle um, by, again, by having a platform experience with KYC, you know, the, 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 the company that can provide, like ScienceSec, that, platform experience can on a bespoke matter basically configure all the needs and desires of that particular customer uh, and make it happen via a single API. And in the meantime, they can start doing their indeed onboarding of their customers in those 10 countries that they want to be live. So that's an example of KYC orchestration, but an example of KYC orchestration is also 
finding those different ways of identifying people, either facial recognition, uh, biometric recognitions, you know, uh, but also find existing data points, uh, social media profiles, etc. So it's really a complex setup uh, and bringing that all together behind the platform experience, that's the key essence going forward. Do you think it's scary how many data points there are of each and every individual? Like, do you know how many data points there are of you? I don't know if you have insights as that, but can you make an estimate of? Nowadays, there, 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 there are tens of thousands data points nowadays, yeah. and it's crazy. And if you think about it, uh, yeah, it becomes scary. But I think, you know, um, uh, only the old fashioned people are nowadays scared about what is to be found on, uh, on, on, on the World Wide Web, if I might call it like that, over in the cloud. I think, you know, if you look to younger generations, they're already looking totally different to it. Uh, the big chance here, challenge here is, of course, how do we protect yeah. all that information? Tell me. Yeah. Um, cool. So um, let's talk about a bit about your background also within payments, right? What do you know of payment orchestration? Would you say it's the same as KYC orchestration or is there significant differences there? Mm. You know, if you talk about payment orchestration, then, you know, you talk way more about the efficiency and the cost of payments, yes. you know. If you talk about payments orchestration, then you want to be sure that a transaction always goes through, you know, uh, from both sides, to be honest. Eh? Uh, consumer always want to buy that nice pair of shoes or shirts, whatever. And the merchants wants to take the transaction going on and be sure that they get the money before they send out the goods to the to the consumer. And everything in between needs to be focused on making that happen in a smooth and easy and probably a real-time way. Yeah. So, you know, in the essence, you know, payments orchestration and, and KYC orchestration, they're doing the same. Looking at data, try to find the efficiency in it and safeguard that for all sides involved, it gives a most pleasant experience, but it should be correct. Yeah, okay. So, and again, uh, it's data. Uh, everything what we do, it all comes about how do you deal with data? And I think that's, that's, that's the parallel between payments orchestration and KYC orchestration. Um, you can also combine those two, of course, in the end. Um, you know, if a payment is done by a malicious person, then, you know, you will see that yeah, that has impact on your fraud rates. Yeah. Uh, then payments becomes more expensive again for an, uh, uh, the merchant and everybody's involved in the value chain. So better be good in your onboarding. The cleaner you become your ecosystem, the smoother also you can do your payment orchestration. So there is indeed that connection. So that's why already in my introduction said payments and KYC is still very close together. I feel though that the uh, getting the importance of getting KYC right seems more important than getting payments right. And why I say that is because you just said by having one bad um, KYC or onboarding experience, um, a consumer is very likely to walk away. Whilst if you have a payment being uh, uh, not going through or something going on at checkout. I think the challenges of you trying again are much higher, if you see what I mean. Yeah, 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 you can even make it even more simple, that explanation. One bad onboarded person can create many, you know, fraudulent and uh, impacted payments transactions. Um, And a single payment, you know, has not a lot of impact on a single individual to that extent. So, you know, it's the, 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 the yeah, the, 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 the one to more that is really taking place. So indeed, 
I think it's so important that you are in control on the data, the quality and the trust of you know customers that you onboard as a commercial business. The better you are in control of your customer portfolio, the more indeed you will see that you will have a clean transaction ecosystem, you know, with also happy customers yeah. because they don't have a lot of data breaches. They are not confronted with bad experience in the customer relation with the company. The company, you know, is doing good business because, you know, there's less fraud, but it's also less penalties, uh, less hassle by the regulators. So, you know, yeah, uh, that's why it's so important. Multifaceted, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, a lot is going on around AI automation at the moment. It doesn't matter which industry, from yeah. sales to payments to KYC, ID verification. Um, I think there's a lot of companies talking about it, saying they launch or have started with AI-powered KYC and ID verification tools. I saw Checkout, I think, last July, launched their own. What's your... What's your view on it? Let's start there. What's your view? So you, what's your view on the use case of KYC of AI and automation? Sorry, in AI verification KYC. Okay. Well, I think basically also during this conversation we already gave the answer why AI is important. You know, we just underpinned the fact that you know there's so much data uh, and that the amount of data that we need to analyze real time. Uh, is becoming more and more, uh, and that goes beyond, you know, the the average legacy capability. I think, you know, uh, a lot of the conventional uh, um, uh, methods are not sufficient to deal with that amount of data. Yeah. So AI, uh, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, is definitely uh, something to look at. Uh, besides the fact that there's a hype cycle and uh, every self-respecting company nowadays need to state that they do something with AI because otherwise they're efficient. Um, I think that's indeed a solution uh, to deal with the humongous amount of data. On the other hand, uh, we also need to understand that um, uh, it's still early stage. You know, uh, uh, to a large extent, the, the AI algorithms, uh, the AI models still need to be trained to a higher extent, to, to a better quality level. Uh, as I mentioned also before, you you see very disparate qualities about accessibility of data. Still, a lot of data is not digitally somewhere stored. Yeah. So, you know, how do you put a fax with relevant data about a company in whatever country? How do you put that in an AI model? So there's still information lacking in the current models of AI. So I think it will take at least some several other years to further train and develop, and develop uh, AI. So it's not... The, you know, the, the, the single shot solution to that extent. Uh, it's definitely necessary. Uh, we need to be able to to even digest faster, huge amounts of data and uh, come up with, you know, uh, predictive models and, yeah. and also be able to indeed, you know, uh, look forward and then also expect what we can do in the future against fraudsters. And we should also not underestimate the fact that, you know, not only we are using AI, but the fraudsters are using AI as well. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. So hopefully they're still not smarter than us. But um, so that, that's it. That's that's also the games and, and, and you know, uh, uh, that is taking on there. But uh, still, it is also very important, not only focusing on AI, but continue also working on those KYC orchestration platforms, make the whole experience better, you know, even improve on the on the OPEX with regards of being a compliant uh, company uh, so that you there also save costs. In the end, it's, it's the whole that makes it perfect or not. I don't hear you talk about 
profiling, which when I think about AI and KYC verification, is some, I think there was a case, I think today there was a, um, a ruling from the courts uh, where they said, no, the model didn't, uh, can't be judged uh, or can't be blamed for uh, profiling this this person or this person hasn't been profiled. Um, what is, do you think that is a risk? A bit old. That, that's definitely, okay. you know, there's there's always the potential of biasness as well in the models. And um, um, in, again, um, we as people, we can also be biased and we can have also interpretations. What we do, basically humans are creating models uh, and we give input. Uh, and, and, and so it, you, you give an AI model a kind of starting point. What it will make out of it eventually, that's really something, you know, uh, you and I probably will not know uh, until it's too late. Uh, but so profiling is a risk and you need to indeed validate, uh, you know, what if, 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 if the result of an AI algorithm is really indeed an objective analysis of what is taking place or should take place. That's why, you know, it's, it's still the combining of factors that really will, will make it a good uh, um, analysis in the end. Yeah. You know, uh, that's one of, the, one of the, the reasons also why we at Science Group still also have a, a human underwriting team, a manual underwriting team, but because now still there's also interp human interpretation needed to make an honest verification if something is a risk or not. Yeah. Um, and and you, I think we should never 100% and solely trust on, you know, uh, AI models uh, per se. We should stay critical and and you know do our own checks and balance on that in that in the outcomes. That's something I, everyone I've had on the show has always said that it's a combination of those. It's a combination yeah. of humans as well as um, AI, automation, uh, whatever it is, but uh, one can't live without the other no. uh, situation. Do you know what what is the consumer pessimism like on AI? Do you feel that there is any? Because yeah, again, I guess the old school will probably say, yeah, okay, AI, this is a risk to me. I don't want people to look at my data. They know so much about me. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah well, I think um, which new technology or which new feature was not initially received with pessimism or, you know, cautiousness. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, a lot of consumers still are looking at it, don't fully understand it. Uh, you know, I think even the scientists are not 100% sure yet, you know, how to work with it and how to deal with it. Uh, you know, there are different camps, some of them warning, some of them are very supportive about AI. I think the, the consumer is still counting its nuts and trying to understand, okay, but what it, will it mean for me? Yeah. And will it make my life better or worse? I think it's it's an adoption cycle, um, but I'm also convinced that it will be very, very difficult to stop the further development and integration of AI algorithms in our daily life. And, uh, uh, you know, at a certain moment, it will already manifest the really basic stuff uh, on, on, you know, putting your light on or, or your oven or whatever. Everything will be somehow with, you know, artificial intelligence being directed or, or being monitored or controlled. So I think over time that, that fear will disappear. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's good or is that bad. 
But for now, I think the pessimism and the cautiousness is more that because it's new and nobody really can grasp it yet. No, all right. Okay. That makes sense. I can definitely recognize myself in that. Um, back to Zionsec. What's next for you guys? Yeah, what's next for us? You know, uh, we want to continuously grow. You know, as I said, we are in 50 countries. Um, uh, we are in a really exciting marketplace. A lot of innovation is taking place. We are also, of course, manifesting furthermore in the AI uh, solutions and how it can benefit and improve, you know, what we offer to our customers. Uh, every time again, I'm really excited about uh, the fact that we, that we made the customer happy. Uh, we will continuously working very hard to continuously make our customers happy and, 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 and eager to work with us. Of course, we want to grow. Uh, we are really looking, you know, in, in, in territories where, you know, uh, the, the whole digitalization and, you know, the whole awareness of, of doing compliance business is still in, in further development. Uh, think about you know, territories like Africa, South America, uh, you know, there's still a lot to do there. Um, uh, and I think, you know, uh, with the experience and the maturity that we already have in the Western uh, territories, uh, foremost in North America and Europe, I think we still can do a lot uh, in, in the wider world. And I want to be present there with ScienceSec. I uh, really, you know, want to further build on the company. Uh, there's still a lot of, to do as well, uh, you know, in the ScienceSec group. Itself, I would be the the first to say, you know, there's still a lot to improve at ScienceSec as well, uh, and that what we that what we're doing uh, with a lot of energy and a positive attitude. So growth is the motto, expanding is the motto, and in improving uh, on on you know the whole experience with regards to KYC and KYB. Uh, we have a very ambitious roadmap, and uh, yeah, that's what we will accomplish. Great. Well, I mean. Clearly, from what you've told us uh, today, there's a lot to be done and happening still within the uh, KYC uh, and KYB space. So uh, I guess, like you said, it's exciting to be uh, to be part of that. You've been in your role now. I'll close off with a personal question. As CEO of four months, is that right? Yeah. Can you tell us about what is a day where you feel I've had a great day? This is this is these are the highs of the job. And when are you kind of like? Mm. Oh. This is not really great. Hey, what are the lives? That, that's a nice question. Um, of course, you know, what is great is is customer success. You know, in the end, you know, if you drive a commercial business, you want to make something happening for your customers. You know, and uh, every time that we receive a positive uh, feedback from our customers, that's for me also a manifestation. Hey, we're doing the right things. You know, that makes me happy. Uh, it makes me happy if, you know, uh, my teams come up with a new bright idea and, you know, we can make it happen, you know. Yeah. Of course, you know, again, as I, I mentioned earlier, also uh, from a learning experiences, you know, uh, life is never linear. So you, you always have setbacks and uh, setbacks can also be in projects that are delayed or you know, eventually you thought you had a great idea and it doesn't deliver the expected uh, value add. And that can sometimes be, be be disappointing and challenging because, you know, in everything that we do, we put, put a lot of effort and energy. Uh, so sometimes that feels heavy on your shoulders. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I think there are so many positive things uh, that, that we see and that I experience also within the group and with our customers that uh, the heaviness is quite easy to, to, to set aside and 
uh, in the basis, I'm a quite positive and happy person. And uh, that also alleviates into how I run the business. So, you know, uh, there are seldom days that are 100% perfect. Uh, but, um, you know, in 90% of the days, the day has been great. And uh, that's what I try to uh, I guess to make the circle around, the other 10% is to be adaptable and to move on work from it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Great, Glenn. Uh, great to have you. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, great to uh, hear a bit about Sinusec. Obviously, you personally, but definitely also about the KYC uh, and KYB, KYC orchestration market. Um, watch this space. Looking forward to what's next for you guys. Yeah, well, it's uh, a really pleasure to be here. I really enjoyed the conversation. We will keep pushing Sinusec uh, to make the world a little bit more safer, eh? make the connected world more secure. That's our motto. Uh, and uh, well, until perhaps the next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of InCheck with Fintech. If you liked what you heard, rate our podcast on Spotify and follow us to get updated with our latest episodes. Are you looking for some exclusive content? Then don't forget to follow our LinkedIn page, PCN, and check out our website, teampcn.com.